What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. We're back here at Lonely Highway Studio after a brief hiatus. It's almost canon. And I'm here with Darcy Stars. Hello, Darcy. Hey there, Bank. And calling in on his private helicopter is Nicholas Billiards. Hello, Nick. What's up? What's up? Nick, pay attention in the helicopter. I just got my pilot's license, and... Now, how's it going up there? It's going. I, I should be able to handle this um, without crashing. Okay, just keep her steady. Uh, we, yeah. got a, we, got, we got a podcast to do. You, you know, funny story about helicopters, actually. Okay, lay it on me. Do tell. I, uh... Sorry. I, um... I almost went to, hel- to helicopter pilot school. I swear to God, that that was my that was my path um, until it diverged down a different lane. What changed your mind? You know what? I don't know, but I should have. I should have. I had this perfect school lined up in Florida, where you know you go there for like. I think it was like six it was like a six month training course right and then at the end of the six months they get you a job and you pay them back you know through that job should have done it well i <laughs> i hope you're happy with your career choice yeah i mean oh i guess so it's not too late, Nick. You can always do that. You're a young man. It's my grandson. <laughs> you know, I want nothing but the best for you, Nick. And I hope that, uh, I mean, if you need some money to go to helicopter school, I can help. I can help you. <laughs> no, that, sh- that ship has sailed. Well, I'm or, just. Or, or maybe I should say that chopper has flown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wish Nick was. <laughs> I wish Nick was here to see the new crazy dog devices that are around. The what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know how you love the Velociraptor claw, <gasps> but now there's these new like they're water buffalo horns, actually. I think you would enjoy them. When you come next time, you'll see. You mean demon horns? They do. It looks like a demon has shed his horns, actually. You know, and that... That is a perfect segue into a topic I wanted to talk about real quick. Oh. Okay, go for it, man. Demon horns. All right, not, not necessarily demon horns, but demons... Right? You know? Very scary. Yeah, demon horns are scary as shit. Well, no, just not even demon horns, just demons. Where you did me, man? So, I watched this movie over the weekend. 
called Pray for the Devil. Ooh. Ooh. It's the movie there. review section. <laughs> Where there's none. Yeah, but, uh, I just want I just got to get this out of the way and I'm going to get to the real meat and potatoes of this conversation. So, there's this nun and she becomes the first ever nun to perform exorcisms. And as I'm watching this movie, you know, it involves this this school where they send priests to where they learn, you know, to perform exorcisms. Wow. And it takes them years. It takes them years to learn this stuff, right? It's like helicopter school, but it's demon exercising school. Right. And it just takes a lot longer. But like, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit stuff they have to get, you know, they gotta know to fight these demons. And then so I was listening to this other podcast the other day. I don't wanna bring up I don't want to like call anyone out. I like this podcast, um, but he was talking about how before he introduced this guy, he was like, "Oh, I believe him. I swear to God, he's telling the truth. I know it to be true." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be good." And this guy gets into this huge story about these vampire creature things that this cult summoned, and this kid's like trying to get out of this party where they summon these vampire creatures these like demonic en- entities and as he's escaping all he does is like he, he invokes the name of Jesus and these de- demonic creatures like back away from him like you think that's not that's not how it works no that's you know? not how it works at all you can't just evoke Jesus's name yeah. and be saved from these demonic beasts from... It's like when you show a cross to a vampire. Is that really going to work? No! Right. No! He's not that right. scary. And like if these priests have to go to the exorcism school for years just, just to, to learn, learn how to fight a demon, how can one kid who has no training in being a priest or an exorcist, how can he fight off these demons with one with uh how can he one word maybe it's just the innocence of a child that is what is able to defeat the demonic force he may be maybe. gifted i mean I, mean, I, I, I believe that like i don't want to believe in demons but i do that's so, like it's scary oh i absolutely do scary stuff and i do think that you know, if you could, like, invoke Jesus' name or the word of God, you could use that as you could weaponize it against these demons. I believe that that's possible. But I just I just feel like you need some, tra- you need some training, you know? I, I disagree. I, I fully disagree with you there, Nick. I don't think you need training to, to fight a demon. If you are unfortunate enough to have a demon come <clears throat> after you, <clears throat> I would say yeah. what you need is a strict adherence to I mean the principles of good karma. The only way to really know is to summon a demon and try to do it yourself and see if you can, Ben. I mean, Bank. Can you reason with a demon? You cannot reason with a demon. Can you not, though? 
What if you're able to summon this demon and... You know what I would do? If they started like frothing at the mouth and like growling at me, I'd do it right back to them. Ooh. And see what that, see what would that, if that worked. You're going for intimidation. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if you can intimidate a demon though, you know? I don't know. But why, why did they exist, Nick? Why does a demon exist in the first place? Maybe they're just trying to communicate. To steal your soul, man. They want to steal your soul, but... So they have a motive. Why not listen to reason? Because I, it, I just don't think you can reason with a, a demon. Yeah, because I, I don't know a whole lot about demonology. Anyway, I just wanted to bring up that. I mean, we could this this in, in itself could be a whole topic. True. For another day. And you'll see uh, the demon horns when you come here. They'll oh be, my God, Nick! We okay. Here's the problem. They shed them here. Here's the problem. We got two of these water buffalo horns. And we should have only gotten one because I think by getting the pair, we somehow completed part of a ritual. Oh. oh. I don't know. I don't know. But. Now the velociraptor claws walking around on its own. <laughs> no, the velociraptor. We should, we should actually be holding that to ward off this other It's sitting here docile and it's it seems to be. Okay, Laura just. Nick, I'm, I'm going to hold on to it for you because I mean, you're Dar not here. Darcy just picked it up. So we're safe. And you guys, what's this? What's the podcast about tonight? Like, what are we? What's Ooh, going on? Okay, good, good question. Let's take a quick break, and we'll get right back into it after these messages on Almost Canon. Oh my god! Want me to take that away? Can we get the dogs out of here? <laughs> Let me take that away. Nick, there are multiple dogs. They're eating. I don't know if you can hear it. They the keep dropping them. They're dropping. Were they barking? I don't know if I heard them or not. They're not barking. They're just... But we heard a voice. There was a weird voice. Was that A woman's voice. Was the radio on? What? We might be getting, like, a signal from, like, somebody's telephone or something. Is that still All right, happening? now you guys are freaking me out. No, hold on, Nick. Did you... And no, this seriously. Is, I'm being 100% serious. Did you have something on your phone where there was, like, a voice? Like, a, a, no. woman, a woman's voice? No. Oh, shit. That's weird, man. Well, was it your? Was it someone in your house, like talking somewhere nearby? I am outside in my car. Whoa! Uh, there's nobody out here. The weirdest fucking crazy. thing just happened. I wonder if it'll show up on the recording. It's gonna show up on the recording. We're, we're not kidding you. We goddamn heard it through our headphones, Nick. So we just heard a lady. Maybe, maybe it was a spirit or a demon. <sighs> like a like a succubus. Oh my god! It was a fucking succubus. I swear to God, man! It came. I'm not. I mean, I know it sounds like we're probably doing like a bit right now, but it literally. Like I, I took my headphones off because I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I thought, I thought my phone was ringing somewhere or something. Hold on, bring us back. We gotta talk about this. All right, all right, hold on. Laura's, Laura's up for a second. Are you coming back, darling? Yeah, I was just getting the, the demon horn away from Piper. All right, so the dogs have nothing to chew on now. No more demon horns. All right, let's bring it back. Okay. We're back, almost canon. I'm so excited to hear what this episode is about. Thanks for having me, you guys. This is amazing. Nick, you still there? Yeah. So what what just happened? Uh, the weirdest thing happened. There was a woman's voice that both Laura and I heard, and I thought it was coming from your phone or her phone or my phone. I took off my headphones and I didn't hear a thing. So it's going to be on the recording. 
and it's weird. It it I don't know how to describe it. I'm excited to hear it. Sounds like like a television commercial or it sounded something. Sounded like a commercial. Like a woman talking, like sounding something. Yes, she had that tone, that cadence. Mm-hmm. Well, the other week we were talking about CIA, oh. and your computer mysteriously crashes. It's best not to mention the CIA, Nick. I'm just barely back on my feet over here on almost ca- <laughs> on Lonely Highway. Come on. We love right. you, CIA. I, and now, but now we were talking about demons and you had a mysterious voice coming through your headphones. Yeah, well, I also got possessed by Dybbuk, allegedly. You did? Yeah, but that was a while ago. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite episode. The Dybbuk episode. Oh, shush, Darcy. No, I was driving down the road listening to that and I was... I was you stop it. I was tapping my fingers to that one. I was, was I lost my mind on that one. Well, I hope you didn't get hurt. You don't even know what, what I edited out of that one. It was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty nightmarish. Hmm. Nick was there. Uh, Nick, Nicholas was there. He's there. Yeah, I just barely survived. Yeah, he, he got out pretty much unscathed. But Did Dibbix come? Well, I might. Well, anyway, it's a story for another time. Okay, yeah, let's, let's hear what, what's, what are you guys going to be talking about? This evening. Yeah, Nick, what are we? Uh, what are we? What are we in for here? Um, time traveling. What mysterious time traveling individuals? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Actually, and to be more precise, it's an individual. It's just. It's mainly just one person. Let me get. We're going to focus on here. Get out my notebook. But I also, I also want to bring. Two super quick things up. Super quick. Nope, you got it. So, the other day, or a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about Polybius, uh, I had mentioned something about, uh, I I believe I said U-2 rockets. Those those would have been V-2 rockets. You said U-2 rockets? I said U-2 rockets. Yeah, I meant meant, uh, the V-2. I must and have I been. I believe I also said one-way mirror when I meant two-way mirror. So I just oh. wanted to bring that up. Correction. And we want to give credit to uh, the sharp-eared listener out there who brought that to Nick's attention. We love all our listeners, and we're so glad when you write in with the critiques of our grammar and content. Lord knows we try. That's all that matters. We do. It is. It, yeah, it is all that matters. All right, but yeah, time travel. I am. I love time travel. Go on. Uh, uh, why don't you set us up here, Nick? All right. So how how would you like to start this? I got. Uh, we can either jump right into the main topic. Or I also have a history of time travel. I'm saying I'm nodding. You can't see it, but I'm nodding my head yes to the history of time travel. Start with the history, or I don't know. What do you think? Should we start with a story and then go to the history? I always like to get into the history first. It's nice right, to know we'll where do, you've been. Yeah, we'll we'll start okay. history wise. We voted two two votes for history. I had it at the end, so I just gotta scroll down there. Let's see. History's at the end. <laughs> Yeah, that's Nicholas. Why I asked. When, when will you learn that we always do history first? I know, I know, I know. I should. I, well, I actually knew that ahead of time. Not when you're doing time travel. It, it can come in any order. Actually, you get it. I get it. Cause time is just not 
you know, it's like a... But, uh... Because time right. travel. Alright, right, right. History. Okay. Chewing now. I, this is... I just want to call it time travel through history. This little segment we're going to call time travel through history. Okay. Time travel through history. Oh! Alright. So time travel... You know, stories of time travel, they've pretty much been told since, you know, the dawn of time. Since people started recording stories, you know? And when would that have been? The dawn of time. <laughs> no, I want... The dawn I want, of... What year of, was that? <laughs> I want to know. I want to give, give me a ballpark of when people started recording this shit. All Nick. right. So the first recorded, um, you know, story of time travel... Comes from around 400 BC. What? Yeah. What? And it's in a Hindu text. Ooh. Uh, the Mahabharata. You probably know it. Of course. Oh yeah, I read that last night. <laughs> Darcy. Um, Jk. But you know, there's other ones from from before Christ. But let's we'll, we'll talk about this one first. So it's it's best known known as the the tale of King Kakamoon me. Yeah. It's so hard to pronounce these. Uh, no, it's names. not. I wouldn't want your job, Nick. I couldn't pronounce that shit. Just focus, dude. You could do it. It's fine. No one knows how to pronounce right. it. Go ahead. So, the tale of Akumudmi and his daughter Rivate. Ooh, cool. You ready? You ready for the story? I am ready. I am ready too. I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> well, this guy, he was a king, um, and he had a daughter. Obviously, we just I just mentioned that, and his daughter was was being was getting ready to be. Uh, you know, married off, and and the king of didn't course. believe that anybody was worthy for for his um, you know, his daughter. Sorry, sorry, someone just walked by my car and distracted me. Be Can't careful. Where who, are you parked? Wait, who was it? Real professional, right? Well, are they shifty? What? Are they shady? Where are you parked? I hope you're no, in a no, safe no, neighborhood. It's my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's okay. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Kim. She's not shifty. All right, so King Kakudmi. I think that that's his name. Kakudmi. Uh, Kak he didn't Udmi. believe anyone was good Most enough likely. for his daughter. That's how I feel about my daughter. <laughs> that's how. So... Go ahead. Sorry. You're good. Um, she was so beautiful and so educated that Kakudmi brought her to the realm of the gods to seek guidance from Brahma, who's like the creator god. Yes. The, the Hindu creator god. Yeah. Um, however, while they were in the realm of the gods, Brahma explained that time here worked differently. Oh. And that all the previous suitors they had picked out for for his daughter, they 
they had already died. So wow. there wasn't anyone to go back back to. Um, but Brahma, he presented the king with a worthy husband who was back on earth. You know, and when so they went back, everyone else is dead. Years and years had passed. Um, and the daughter is married off to this guy. So that's pretty much the first recorded story of time travel. You know, okay. I guess you could call it time travel. Yeah, when you, I think when you go visit a god and, and talk about potential mates for your daughter, it's usually done within the time traveling realm. I don't know. It could happen in real time. I guess you're right. Why couldn't it just happen in real time? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just works differently. Wow. I think, you know, I think in the story, like, that was just like a quick rundown of it. I think in the story, they go to like, like another planet, you know? Like what? the realm of the gods is like a note. Yeah, so they like travel through so space cool. and time. So cool. To get to this realm of the gods. Wait a minute. Is this in the Hindu religion? I, I wish know. I was there. I mean, it's in the, the Mahabharata. Yeah. Mahabharata. You know, it's a story in there. There's like. It really is. Okay. And this 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 uh, Mahabharata, you know, book of stories, it's like, you know, like uh, people who believe in aliens and things like that, they love this because there's so much crazy stuff in this 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 book of stories. There's like flying war machines that these guys are like flying around in. They're like blowing shit up and. And this is from 400 BC. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's when it comes from. Oh, wow. Nick, I hate to interrupt you. Together. Can I interrupt you for one second? Just, yep. just write this down. Sometime, can you do an episode on the uh, Nazca lines? Oh yeah, those will come up. Oh, oh, good, good. Because I was thinking about like how they used to have like they had, they believed that there was like like spacecraft and yep. way, way, way a long time ago, and there was like directions in the sand and the desert giving okay airports and things all right anyway go ahead does bank know what those are no i have no idea I, i'm just learning how bank. um uh, how, how how well versed darcy is at all this oh, well <laughs> so they're like these huge pictographs drawn in the sand but you can't see them from the ground you know you have to be in the air to see them. this is and in when new you mexico see them, they make up like different animals and stuff and peru and new mexico in the South America, in the Americas, but also in Europe, I believe. Yeah, I think there's like a man. Yeah, there's a, giant a big guy. Man and, remember, I, you would have seen it in uh, Assassin's Creed, the the way horse the game, the horse in England. There's a oh horse. yes, yeah, I do remember seeing that. How could they? How could they do it? How could they do it from the ground if they didn't have help from above? I don't understand. Interesting. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, maybe time travel was involved. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off topic. Let's, sorry. No, that's fine. It's, okay. It, it was good, good topic to bring up. Um, so there's two more like ancient history stories that I got, and they're pretty much the same story, but one is told through like a Muslim perspective, and the other's told through through like a like a Christian perspective. And the Muslim stories, known as the Cave of Ath all caliph and the christian story is the seven sleepers okay so when are these from when are they from yes 
I believe the Christian story is like it's a medieval story. Okay. And 13, the, the uh, so I guess it's not well, that one's not as old, but the Muslim story is pretty old. I I don't remember the exact date. I like the title, The Seven Sleepers. But it it's cool. It's definitely within because because Rome still had an emperor. It was still it was definitely before the the four hundreds. So the the uh, fifth century. It was it was before the fifth century. Probably like the third century. Sorry, which one is this now? The cave of Al Khalif. Oh, the Muslim. Yeah, the Muslim account one. of okay. time so travel. I pretty much mashed them together. Just uh, mash them right up. Pretty much what happens is is like this Muslim or this Christian, they're being persecuted for their beliefs. So they go off to this cave where they sleep for hundreds of years and then they wake up and the, you know, they're hundreds of years later um, and they're, they're kind of become like, like folk heroes and they're brought to the king to tell their story of how they've been asleep for 300 years or whatever, you know? Okay. It, I didn't really write a whole lot about it, but that, that's the, the gist of those, those two stories. So that's where we get the modern day Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. Sleeping of. Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. There's motifs. Um, There's motifs through time. And then I got two, two more. There's the Japanese tale of, of Urshima, and it talks about a, a man who saves a turtle from being killed by like a group of kids, and then it turns out that it's it's the daughter. This turtle is the daughter of the sea emperor. Ooh, turtle. And and so this this Urshima guy he. He gets to visit the emperor's palace to receive an award, and he's given this mysterious box and told that if that it would protect him for the rest of his life, uh, but he is never to open it. And then you know he has to return home after like I guess 300 years have passed when he gets back. So he's you know he goes there and then he comes back and it's been 300 years already. Um, you know, and he's saddened by the passing of everyone that he loved. So he, I guess he just, he opens the box for some reason. And then he instantly turns 300 years old and dies. That's crazy. What? The box like held his age. That's interesting. That's like the portrait of Dorian Gray. Right? Yeah. Oh, this is the coolest I didn't think stuff. of that, but yeah, that's cool. What is the, oh yeah, okay, never mind. What is the what? Nothing. I was getting sidetracked again. Go on. Laura is, uh, I mean, uh, Darcy is wielding the Velociraptor claw, and <laughs> she's taking selfies with it. We're going to send them to you. Yeah, well, well, you're going to need that to protect you from... <laughs> we'll put this on Almost Canon Instagram. It's Actually, that's pretty cool. So I'm going to yeah. send him to, to Banks, and he's going to send him to you. We Oh, by the way, uh, our faithful listeners, we are on Instagram now, so... Be sure to subscribe to our Insta account. It's at Almost Canon Pod. Yeah. Uh, so do that because it's a bunch of cool content over there. Put and that, so put that on your Insta. Right. We're gonna. I just made that up, man. I don't even know how to use Instagram. Everybody, uh, help it. help Nicholas use Instagram because it's not as easy as you think. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I. I get all messed up with it. I don't. I, I don't know how to do it. 
Give me MySpace any day. Me. And I'll give you like the logon stuff. Yeah, give me the logins, dude. Yeah, you just gotta rem- I'll try to remember. I will take us to the top. I will post nothing but uh, pictures of... Um... Cool stuff. Yeah, cool stuff. <laughs> I want to hear so more got, about time one... travel. That's what I want to hear about. Yeah, I just got one more, like, the ancient stories here. And this one takes place in Ireland. Ooh. <gasps> Wait. Yeah. So, uh, I love Ireland. It's much like the Japanese story. Much like the Japanese story, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what uh, quite I wish, about. I wish you could. I, can't, I wish I could do an Irish accent. Ain't quite like the feckin' so Japanese now, is it? Feck off, yeah. Yeah, feck off, it is. It's a tale of this guy named um. O'Shaughnessy. Oisin. I think I think it's pronounced Oisin. That's probably right. That's, oh, it's so he's like the leader of Scottish. this. What? I always go Scottish. He can't help it. I can't. I can't help it. He's Scottish. He goes Scottish every time. You were doing a good. You were doing a good Irish. No. They're but, very uh, close. Okay. Anyway, so this guy, this Osir, oh, I, uh, I don't even know what his name is now. He got me all tongue. Um, Gaelic tongue is even hard to pronounce. It's it really, really, it really is. But not as. Okay. I'm just gonna call him Os- Oisin. Don't Oisin. sweat it. Oisin. Oisin. How do you spell no, it? He, he's like the leader of this warrior tribe. Um, and he would become captivated with this beautiful fairy maiden. And he would end up leaving with her. Hi, that reminds me of Bank Roberts. <laughs> oh, does he, it? Did, he, did she distract him from what he was supposed to be doing? Is she like the Yoko? Captivated by a beautiful fairy maiden. Yeah, so he leaves with her to the fairy realm. Here uh, in Tirnagog, I think it's something like that. Tirnagog, yes, oh. that's a thing. I've seen, I've seen that. Say it again, Darcy. No, I don't know. Say it. No, say it, say it, uh, say it way better I think than it's I did. A, I don't know. I think it's Tirnagog. 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 Tirnagog, yeah. Beautiful. There's a Van, oh. the Van uh, Morrison song. And that's like, yeah, the realm of the fairies where the fair, you know, where the fae folk dwell. Uh, and he would live happily for many years there. The Fae! Yeah, the Fae. I love the Fae. Dude, I love the Fae. I love him more. Does he get stuck there? Does he... Can't can get no, out? Or? I think he... It sounded like he was there of his <clears throat> own volition, you know? He like enjoyed he wanted it. to be there. He enjoyed it. But he would eventually become, you know, homesick. So he tells his fairy wife that he wants to go see his, you know... Ireland again, and she lends him her magical horse. Aye, that's a classic Irish boy. <laughs> wants to go and, home uh, again, doesn't he? He wants his mammy's cakes. Wants to come home to ma. <laughs> but she tells him that if he touches the Irish soil, he will not be allowed to come back. Okay. She's afraid so, of losing him to his mother. It's classic. So this guy, he... He says goodbye to his wife and that he understands what she's telling him and he leaves for Ireland. When he well, when he arrives back on the shores of Ireland, everything has drastically changed. Everything's way different than it than it and he remembered. His home is like not even there anymore. It's just totally gone. Classic. Everything he once known was now different. That's full. It so, is. It's fact. I think it's decide- like 
Go ahead. Sorry. What? Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. No. You're good. Um, he decides to head back, you know, back to the fairy realm. But he comes upon a group of men trying to move a boulder from the from the road. And he leans down to help them move this bo- this boulder, this giant rock. And the bridle around the horse breaks and he <gasps> falls to the ground. Okay. Uh, and when his body strikes the ground, he quickly begins to age. Just Whoa. like, uh, oh. you know, the Japanese folktale. Whoa. Oh, my God. And so he grows 300 years older, you know, than he was moments yeah. moments ago. And I bet his gal is like, nah, that's okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the guy, the people who are trying to move the boulder, they bring him to St. Patrick, who records the story and baptizes him right before he dies. <laughs> right before he dies. So he doesn't go to heck. Yeah, I mean, he's like on his deathbed. He's like, he doesn't want him to go to heck. Free- 300 years old so you know wow that's pretty good especially for that time and people don't usually live past 50 (laughs) nick i don't know if that actually counts as a time travel story i i know it's just like all of these have been like like kind of like a delayed window but well i think they're metaphoric in some ways but they're not traveling through time the way that we know they actually are i think i'll get into these modern stories and it'll I think it'll make a little more sense. They're just traveling forward through time, not backward. Are you going to do Back right. to the Future? Because oh. it wouldn't be until H.G. Wells writes The Time Machine that <gasps> he was thought in 19, or 1895. Nobody really had, you know, this idea that you could travel back through time. It was always, everyone's always traveling forwards through time. Yeah, right. He also puts puts forth the idea that you can build an, a machine you know that'll do this time traveling so instead of like sleeping like you know like uh rip van winkle and oh. and mark twain wrote a story the oh. a connecticut yankee and king arthur's court yes i think um, I, I so instead of like sleeping or getting knocked on the head you can use this time machine to it's really the same thing. Time. Well, you're proactive about it rather than just having some shit happen to you. But it's this, right. it's this, t- it's this part where you just like detach from your normal life and you're either sleeping or you're in some sort of pod that transports you into the future. So like you're not connected to your present right. environment and that allows you to time travel. Hmm. Whether I guess I just want to, now that I'm looking at this, so Mark Twain would have wrote a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court in 1819. And that one seems like it'd be a... Uh, he's going back through time. He's not going forward. H.G. Wells went, wouldn't pen the time machine until 1895, so... That's better. Oh, wait. Mark Twain uh, was before H.G. Wells in the science fiction idea? Yeah. Oh, cool. 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 So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much like Brings us to modern time. Yes. You know, and then Einstein in 1950, he publishes his theory on relativity. And this, like, really gets people's minds going with time travel. Oh, it unleashes a whole new ball game as far as... Wait, what year was that? Dimensionality and things. 1915. Ooh. And he says, you know, he says it's possible to move forward through time, but not backwards. Oh, my goodness. 
What? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that because... Well, if, if oh, yeah. Why not? Why, why wouldn't... If you're able to move in one direction, why not the other? There must I, be... I don't know. There's science behind it. Well, Wait. right. It's his science, but it's it's that's not a perfect science. I'm wondering, when you fly in an airplane to the other side of the world, are you time traveling? I mean, I guess technically, right? Microscopically, on a very, very, but very... But it doesn't seem as cool as the other one. Yeah, I think they can record, like, microscopic time travel, but nothing drastic, you know? And then yeah. there's just one other, one other note I got. So, 1914, there's a short story called By His Bootstraps that is um, published, and it's the first time, like, multiple timelines within you know like like uh like string theory like multiple parallel universes is kind of like explored that's fascinating i'm not i'm not shitting you i love that it's like who wouldn't want to i want to and so that that brings us to present day time travel okay and like like today, like time travel to be today. Like twenty twenty three. Well, I'm, no, but you know. Oh, like the twentieth century, twenty first century. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's he- let's hear it. Let's hear some more modern, <clears throat> a modern history of time travel. I don't really have a modern modern history, but well, yeah, somewhat to, modern. I wanted to uh, introduce this. This one character that we're going to focus on. Um, and as of, so, as of July 29th, 1998, this mysterious time traveler, he doesn't have a name. So we're just going to call him Mysterious Time Traveler, but it's a, it's a pretty interesting story. Um, okay. I don't know if you want to jump into it, take a break, or... Um, wait, want to take, let's break for a second. I, um, yeah, let's break and what should I do? Clap? Probably. And then do we like hang up or stay on the line or what? Well, no, I'll stay on. I just. Okay. I think Ben's stepping out for a smoke. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk, I'll, ch- I'll catch up with you, Nick. What's going on? Are you oh, there? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is so cool. Seriously, I love all the stuff. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Jump into the dog. The dog's almost got out. <laughs> We've had two I incidents. You guys saw like another demon or something. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, um, no, but it was weird. I'm not kidding. We did hear some sort of recorded woman's voice. Sounds like a commercial, maybe for like a cleaning product or something. If you can hear it, we'll play. Like, you, yeah. On the recording, don't. Don't delete it. We won't. Be- we want you to hear it because I, I we're not sh- we're not making it up. We weren't like doing a thing. We were like, what is that? We kept taking our headphones off and we're like looking around. I thought maybe, like I was getting a message, but I don't have a you know I don't have a. <laughs> I swear it wasn't machine. on my end. <laughs> it's wild. I feel like it may be like I wonder if like I don't understand technology too much. I don't know if it can pick up like radio waves. Is that possible? Yeah, could you pick up like a could you pick up like a radio wave? I'm very interested to go back and see. What yeah, we want it. We need to see what that. I know, like people pick up like baby monitors are. Yeah. Are 
some reason, they get knocked in quite easily. Yeah. It was really weird. Weird. But I just want to call it a demon. Let's just call it a demon. Let's call it a demon and be done. <laughs> done with it. It's more fun. Um. Wait, I'm going to come back from the break. And you and he wants you to keep going and I'm going to be listening too because I actually I, I'm really fascinated. What what's going to what's going to be next? So you want him to start talking? Should I clap? And say like welcome back or something. I get to do it? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, all right, ready. Nick, are you ready? Yep. Okay, I'm going to clap and like welcome you back. Actually, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Get my jacket off. Get your jacket off. Oh, I'm sorry, are you? Yeah, it's like super loud in my house, so. Okay, I it's get that. running around. Can you, Nick, can you hear me right now? Yeah. Whoa, it's Ooh, so great. It's very, like yeah. way over by the door and just talking in a normal talking voice. No, oh, I can hear you. <clears throat> All right, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to clap and, and like say, hey, welcome back or something. All right, are you ready, Nick? Here yep. we go. Hey, welcome back to Almost Canon, and uh, Bank Roberts had to step out and put some more money in the parking meter, and uh, he asked me to welcome back our our friend and co-host and producer of Almost Canon, Nick Billiards. Nick, welcome back. What do you got for us, Thank Nick? You. Thank you. <laughs> so... That right. felt really professional. That was great. No, I should I, be a DJ. I feel funny being professional. <laughs> but. That was so fun. You, um, got, you gotta. You gotta. Nick, thank you for letting me introduce you. <laughs> so we left off on our time travel story here um, on July 29th, 1998 on this little radio show called Coast to Coast AM. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yep. It's actually a great show. It's obviously not really on anymore, or at least not on uh, with Art Bell. He he passed away, but uh, it was a great show. I was a DJ on that radio station. What? I used to work there. So this guy, I don't... Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Have you guys, do you know about this show? No, no, I'm just joking. I'm joshing you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have you have you listened to the show before? Like, do you know anything Not about it? Not at all. It? I want to hear about it. I was like hearkening back to my desire to be a radio DJ. And when you mentioned that, I sort of like fantasized. So this, okay, go ahead. Yeah, there's our bell guy. Yeah, he's the radio DJ. Um, and he has this like late night show. It's on from like 12... It was on from, like, you know, midnight to super early in the morning. And, like, just people would just, like, call in about, like, paranormal stuff. And on um, July 29th, 1998, he would get a mysterious fax. Oh, faxes. That's weird. Yeah, a fax. That's a weird way to receive a message. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) You could, like, you could, like, email him or, you know, call him or whatever. (laughs) AOL, dude. <laughs> You've got mail. Remember? Wait, I want to like, hear what this fax says. I mean, this was before, like, says. cell phones and shit, you know? Yeah. No, what does the fax say? There was, there was AOL in 98. Oh, come on. I want to hear. What, okay, sorry. Seriously. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. What, what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he really faxed it I in, just think but... it's cool. It's a sign of the times. It was. Right, yeah. So, uh. 
So I'm gonna read what he faxed. Kind of long, but it like I don't know. It's interesting. Okay, go for it. All right. So he starts. Dear Art, I had the fax when I heard uh, other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2500. Whoa. Please let me explain. Whoa. Time, time travel was invented in 2034. What? Offshoots of certain successful fusion react reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first con contained singularity engine. What's CERN? CERN? What is CERN? What is it? I, just, I don't know what it stands for. I forget what it stands for, but... It's like the Center for Extraterrestrial Research. Nerds. Nerds. Yeah, that, that's what it is, yeah. I'm pretty sure the last word is nerds. Wait, wait, wait. Nick, so you're saying this guy is saying that time travel is created actually in the future. That makes sense. Oh, in 2034, uh, to be exact. Who who are the guys who uh, who have the, the arc reactor? Or not arc reactor. That's... That's Iron Man. Who's the guys that have the the thing that shoots, you know, a big circle and it shoots the thing around? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's the um it's like somewhere in um Sweden or I mean uh, Switzerland. That's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, and like people were worried that when they turned it on they were gonna make a black hole and like suck yeah, the world. I do remember. So that's CERN. Okay, gotcha. Is that who CERN is? Maybe. Sounds now I'm, my my brain is forming a link between. Hey, Darcy is stalking the wood stove as we speak right now. I guess I should have looked up who CERN was. Uh, <laughs> you could have, but you didn't have to. But uh, okay, anyway, so yeah, so they designed this. They designed the first uh, time travel engine. He goes on to say the basic design involves rotating singularities in inside a magnetic field and and this is all the beginning of this is is boring but uh it gets better trust me okay uh <laughs> by altering the speed and direction of rotation you can travel both forward and backwards in time yes time time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines when you go back in time you travel on your original timeline when you turn your singularity singularity engine off a new timeline is created due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. Right. In that other words, a new universe is created. Yes, that right. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all science-y talk. And well, no, but it's a multiverse scenario where... Um, yeah, exactly. There's, there's different br branching paths forward in time as, uh, at each moment. And that, that, uh, that concept, uh, uh, you know plays a big role in, in this, this character we're going to get into. Okay. Right. To get back to your original line, you must travel a split second farther back and immediately throw the engine into forward without turning it off. So that's like how you go back to where you came from. Um, some, I guess I should have looked through this. This is all quite boring, but, uh, some interesting outcomes of this are one, you meet yourself. I have done it often, even taken a younger version of myself along for a few rides before returning myself to the new timeline and going back to my own. Or two, you can alter history in the new universe that you have just created 
most of the time, the changes are, are subtle. Sometimes I'll notice a car model that doesn't exist or books that come out later. The oldest, the oldest one, and this is kind of confusing. Some people think this is like some sort of secret message. Like people have like analyzed this dude's facts and just, but uh, I didn't bother to do that. But the oldest one was a skyscraper that wasn't built in a, in a near, that wasn't built in a near favorite store of mine in New York. So, you know, it doesn't really make sense what he wrote. People think that that's some like some sort of secret coded message. Um, and then he goes on to say, interestingly, when you travel in time, you must compensate for the orbit of the Earth. Since the time machine doesn't move, you have to adjust the engine so you remain on the planet when you turn it off. Unfortunately, it was also discovered that anyone going forward in time from my 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 2564. Mm. Everyone who has ever been there has reported that nothing exists. When the machine is turned off, you find yourself surrounded by blackness and silence. Oh my god. So you have to leave it on? You have to leave the machine on? Just for some reason, nothing exists past that date. Oh, um, that's not why would that? Why would not that be? Good. Why would that be? It kind of gets into it. End of all time? A little bit. But yeah, I mean, I guess something happened. I don't know. Is there some kind of, like, nuclear holocaust? It can't be good. when they turn the simulation off? It can't be good. When the simulation gets turned off. Oh, Oh. we in the Matrix? We're in the Matrix. (laughs) I don't know. He didn't say that. I just made that up. But, uh... Well, we're theorizing. uh, Theorizing. Well, why would time stop at that point, though? Seriously. I know, right? That's weird. I mean, obviously, something bad happened, you know? Not bad. What if, um... Well, maybe because they just turned off the machine and that they stopped imagining yeah, that they were time like, traveling. Yeah, they're like, all right, it's, it's finally time to shut down the machine. I think they were just fantasizing <laughs> that they were traveling. And then when the machine went off, they were like, oh. They're like, no. okay, this is back to I normal. I was just tripping. All right, so then he goes on. Now, most time travelers are trying to find out where the line went bad by going into the past creating a new universe and proceeding forward to see if the same same thing results in 2564. It appears the line went bad around the year 2000. I'm here now in this time to test a few theories of mine before going forward. Now for the future, you might want to know about. So then he gets into a couple things about the future. One, Y2K is a disaster. Many people die on the highways when they freeze to death trying to get to warmer weather. It didn't happen. Two, the government tries to keep power by instituting martial law. That did all happen. of it collapses when their efforts to bring the power back up fails. Whoa. Yeah. No, that's... Wait, did that happen? No, it's I mean, going in to happen. timeline... Why'd you get did. did not happen. No, it definitely didn't. Uh, um, he says... You don't know that. Three, you don't know that. Up. What? Nothing. I, think, I believe that humans are arrogant to believe that time has anything to do with us, basically. I mean, we're just like basically ants walking around 
And time just does whatever it wants. Like, why does it even care about us? I mean, I get. You know, I don't. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Why would it? Put that on Insta. Maybe time is God. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. Star Trek. <laughs> when Spock, when they have to go save Spock, and he needs to talk to God. I know you're not supposed to talk about movies. Do you guys see that one? Where I, Kirk deal, talks with God one-on-one? I kind of understand why people want to have the flat earth view. Why? Flat earth? Yeah. Why? It's because it simplifies everything. Oh, yeah. If you think about the fact that you might get up from your bed and go to your car, but that really... Every 24 hours, we're like tens of thousands of miles away in space-time from where we were the previous 24 hours. We don't like to think... We don't tend to think about that. I do. I tend to think about like, where's my coffee? I do think about that too, but then I also go, I wait a minute. I gotta brush my teeth. Wait a minute. Even though it feels like I'm in the exact same spot at the exact same time doing the exact same thing... That's yeah. still somehow... Something's changed? In the whole entire continuum of space and time. I, I think... This is, this is how messed up I am. This you is know? fascinating. There is no possible way I believe in flat Earth. But what I do believe in is a hollow Earth. A hollow Earth. I, yeah, I, I think... It's hollow. That, like there's a world underneath us, you know? Mm. Where there's like... Is it hell? No, like aliens and like... I don't know, just like... Uh, Centipedes. Super smart people live under there or something. I don't know. Underneath know? the physical earth? Yeah, like there's a whole nother earth. I mean, I think like they do. They're called... Stories. They're insects. They're called insects. But insects are probably really intelligent beings that we don't know there's about. There's like crazy stories out there about like people flying to the North Pole and then they like fly through a hole in the ground and they're in this huge like... Super advanced city and how cool would that be? I totally believe that. Bird and there's a Norwegian tale about a couple of Norwegian fishermen who got lost and they sailed like into the earth. Whoa! They were like holy mammoths and. What about journey to the center of the earth? That's real. You know, kind of like that, but with there'd be like people there too, not just like dinosaurs. Yeah. All right, let's okay, guys. Let's focus. Let's get back to the topic at hand. I'm sorry, that was okay, a cool, yeah. it was a cool diversion, but but like everything's related. So how can you not? I mean, how topic? can we not? We have to. We have to keep, right. keep this shit on point. You gotta rein it in. Yeah, that we'll save that for a whole nother day. Right. Okay, so he goes on to say this guy, mysterious time traveler. He goes on to say uh, a power facility in Denver is able to restart itself, but is mobbed by hundreds of thousands of people and is destroyed. This convinces most that maybe we shouldn't bring the old system back up. And then he says, uh, a few years later, communal government system is developed after the constitution takes a few twists. He says, uh, China retakes Taiwan. Israel wins the largest battle uh, of their existence. And Russia is covered in nuclear snow from collapsed reactors. And then he goes, Art, the reason I'm here now is because I believe a nuclear weapon set off by... 
What the heck is going on? What was that? Are you guys alright? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, we're fine. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that was, that was scary. <laughs> it's all good, man. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, we're back. We're back. <gasps> he says, uh, the reason I'm here now is because I believe a nuclear weapon is set off by Iraq in the Middle East war with Israel. Uh, might have something to do with the damage timeline. I will test that theory and get back to you. Please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2064. Sweet. And have about 40 this, years to live. <laughs> yeah, and this mysterious time traveler, uh, he would send one more small fax and then disappear from the internet forever. Wow. Or wow, maybe, maybe not. This is insane. What do you think? What do you think, Nick? What do you what do you do you think this could possibly be? Well, so on November one, November second, two thousand, another guy signs on to the internet and he calls himself time travel underscore zero and he sent several posts to the time travel Institute oh, no. page. Wait, what happened? Nick, hold on. We're having technical difficulties. Um, I believe, I don't know if you can hear me still, but I believe my dog pulled out one of the cords. Can you, could you hear that whole thing? Nick? What? Are you there? Yeah, I heard something. I don't Did know you, what it was. So my dog... I'm hearing all sorts of weird shit over there. So. <laughs> my, our dogs like to congregate underneath the table where all the wires are and chew their bones right near the wires and... One of the wires got unplugged, but now it's okay. Hey. All right. Sorry for that. Take nope, two. That's fine. Okay. So yeah, on, on November 2nd, 2000, another time traveler signs on to the Time Travel Institute's forum page, and he starts posting some, some very similar ideas. And this guy would be... Uh, he would later call himself John Teeter. Oh. And he's probably the most famous time traveler to ever exist. Oh. In our universe. Teeter. Yeah, I know that dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know Sounds him? Sounds like you do. Sounds like you just came back from the future. <laughs> what did Teeter have to tell you? that? What'd no, you, I know about say? Teeter. He's, uh, he's um, like, hey, yo, Teeter. No, I just heard of him. Oh my god. What are you doing? <laughs> Nick. We're reeling from the stories that you're telling. It's <laughs> insane. There's chaos over here right now. I don't even want to know what's going on. No, 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 no. Studio is chaos. It's just the dogs. Okay, we're good. We're good. They're annoying. Right, so this guy, he would post on the Time Travel Institute's page. Uh, he says, greetings. I am a time traveler from the year 2036. I'm on, I am on my way home after getting an IBM 5100 computer system from the year 1975. Whoa. My time machine is a stationary mass tempor temporal displacement unit manufactured by General Electric. The unit is powered by two top spin dual positive singularities 
that produce a standard offset Tipler sin- sinusoid. Temporal displacement unit. I just want to... That caught my attention. I know. It sounds cool, but... Temporal displacement unit. Yeah, dual. Dual. He's got dual. Oh, dual. Um, but yeah, so this guy, he says he's, he's from the future. He's coming to, to today, or he went to 1975 to get an IBM 5100 computer system. And he's, for some reason, he stops off on uh, the year 2000. I think I'll just stop off at year 2000 and get like a six pack. And we would later, you'd later tell people that he, he stopped here to like gather some, some old family pictures. He's like, I'll just stop here and just get some pictures and then get back on the time bus. But, uh, so this time travel underscore zero, you would end up posting the same message to coast to coast AM's message board in January of 2001. So like a couple months later, uh, and he would go on to tell many stories over the next four months um, before leaving the internet uh, in March on March 24th, 2001. Oh. Nick, I'd like to ask you a question. What? I I, I want to like hear some of your like thoughts on this. What do you like? I mean, I'm what do you think about all of this? Would do you think we'll it's real? Into a story because he's actually got a really okay. cool story that he goes on to tell, and then we can we'll talk about it. I'd like to hear your I thoughts. Get, like I don't want to spoil it. Like I, okay. I think it's a pretty cool story. So all right, I'll just jump right in. Jump right uh, in. Water's fine. John, so, yeah. So he started calling himself John Teeter. He goes on to explain that he's part of this military program. Uh, and he was given this mission to retrieve this IBM 5100 computer in the hopes that they could use it to debug. Uh, so this this Y2K-like virus has has totally shut down everything. Like, it's starting to shut down all these computer systems in his time. And they're hoping this IBM 5100 oh. could be used to, to like, debug these le- legacy oh. computer systems. Okay, I think I'm. I think I. I think I'm getting it a little bit. So you're saying, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm trying to stay with you. I think what you're saying is we didn't feel the effects of Y2K in our timeline, but in the year 2000, I forget what you said. 36. 36. They felt it. They felt. Yeah. They felt well, Y2K by everything shut down. Well, apparently there's like. So we had Y2K in 2000, but apparently there's another thing that's exactly like that. That's supposed to happen in 2038. Like the computer systems, for some reason, are set. So in 2038, I hope that one really happens. Me too. So I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Shut her down. Shut her down. (laughs) In his world, apparently, it happened early. 2036, so... I'll take one right now. Um... And get her sweatpants on and get by the fire. Just hang out. goes on to explain how, like, everything's total chaos there. You know, they've been in Civil War. Like, the Civil War began in 2005 with, like, uh, civil unrest. 
because civil unrest would break out due to the presidential election <gasps> that year. Oh, um, he was a little. He was off by a few be, years. He's like actually, a modern day Nostradamus. No, like it was what actually he's talking about Trump in 2005. Sounds kind of like we're kind of like getting into what he was talking about. You know how he was talking, how the other guy was talking about like different parallel universes. Now things can happen at different times. It's not like time's not one single line. There's many different lines. Totally. So, yeah. so what John's talking about in his universe happened, you know, earlier than what could be happening here. Um. He would go on to, to describe this civil war as like having, this is a quote, says having a Waco type event every month that steadily gets worse. Uh, and then he would go on to say the conflict will consume everyone in the U.S. by 2012. Ah, uh, but he didn't, he didn't count on there being some smarties in there that were like, hey, no, we're not doing that. Thank God. Yeah, apparently not in... Not in his universe, though. Nick, have you seen Idiocracy? And no, we're not supposed to talk about movies on here, but... <laughs> have you seen that movie? I, I have, like, years oh, and years ago. We just watched it. So cool. You just watched it? Yeah, like two nights ago. Just watched it. Oh, man, I haven't seen that movie in, in over ten years. Painfully probably. funny. Like, funny, but real. Yeah, it's super funny. Isn't everyone, like, addicted to, like, Mountain Dew or something? They use Mountain Dew to water the plants, and they can't figure <laughs> out why the crops have all died. Because yeah. <laughs> it has electrolytes. That's awesome. <laughs> electrolytes. But it's not water, and they're like, water only is in the toilets. They're like, you're going to use toilet water? <laughs> it's like, it's so cool. But That's it reminds funny. me of what you're talking about. Kind of like, Dystopia. oh, my God, please save us. Turn it off. Um, so yeah, he would, he also goes on to say that the U.S. would fracture into five different parts, each with their own goals oh, and military. Oh, and each, that each part familiar. of the United States would have its own president. I think that's a good idea, actually, too. Yeah. I think we should go back to kingdoms. Ooh, I don't know well, about in, that. In his universe, he says... Uh, the Civil War ends in 2015 with the start of World War III. Damn. Which, Whoa. Which, which is apparently, it's fairly quick. Damn. Uh, what? Wait. It kills three billion people. I thought we were already in World War III. But it hasn't happened. He proved to be wrong. Unless the time machine doesn't get made. <laughs> hmm. We won't know because it happened think, in the future. I think it's more like... Uh, we're just on a different timeline. Like, maybe we're delayed. I know I am. I love that the, um... <laughs> I love that the ultimate goal for all the timelines is just the destruction of the <laughs> planet, though. I know, right? It, that would always is. That's great. In a way, that would be best. In a I way. Mean, that's how I see it, though. That's how I see it happening. Just a scourge on the universe right now. I think we're looking at it in the wrong way. It's not that... the earth stops existing as we know it but that there's just some other thing that happens on this particular timeline so much is possible 
And I guess I should mention that the, the first... The first stuff I read... With that mysterious time traveler... Uh, and John Teeter, they're not... Technically not the same person. So. Oh, they're not. Oh, how... You, you, wait. De- you deceived us, Nicholas. Wait, you thought they were... Wait, we thought they were the same people? I did. I was like, oh, that's yeah. definitely... I didn't know that. That's definitely we'll the same. In, we'll wrap it up. When I wrap it up at the end, we'll talk about it more, but... Wrap it up. As of now, as of now, they're Take not the same person. Okay, good. That would be weird if they were the same person. Is there going to be a twist where they are the same person? <laughs> they're well, twins. Maybe they're I mean, twins. Maybe not. They, there's a good chance that they're not. So. Good chance. But anyway, he goes... Yeah, so he talks about how World War Three goes nuclear... Um, with Russia and <laughs> trading missiles. Um, he that talks happened. about like massive border clashes and overpopulation. <laughs> That's happening. Is a in that in that uh, Washington D.C. and Jacksonville, Florida, they're just removed from the map. You know, via nuclear strikes. Ooh. Jacksonville, and that Omaha, Nebraska becomes the new capital. Why Jacksonville? I don't, oh, apparently this guy John Teeter, he's in his in his time. He's from Florida. I feel like he's he hates his home state and he's just like bomb that shit. So like he's a soldier from Florida, <laughs> where he comes from. It's interesting that he would put his own state and town in there. Thing he talks about. Is uh, mad cow disease. He's like, he's like, bomb my mom's house specifically. God, I feel like he hates where he came from. Why would he choose Jacksonville? Maybe maybe that's why he had to stop and get pictures. I mean, I get Washington, D.C., maybe New York City, maybe Boston, but Jacksonville, Florida, specifically. Some random backwater town in Florida. God bless him. God bless him. I saw other cities that he talked about, but I didn't. I didn't like. This, dude, no, I'm it's just you, fun. Got, I love it. It's funny as shit, dude. This guy's got like there's oh. just like pages and pages and pages of of messages, and I. I tell you I what, I think he's nuts. over like the major ones, and those were the two cities that popped up the most. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Wait, Nick. I think it's, I just want to say, I just got to say, I think it's cool that you've like, you've done all this research. It's like incredible. You should like teach a college class in this. Oh, don't give him any ideas. Oh, go on. (laughs) He's looking for any excuse to get out of the post office. I, I I could see you doing a cool college class. You hate it. You'll get your summers off. I just wish nuclear war would come to R5. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, specifically? Just there? Yeah. You just need to <laughs> blow that one root up. I think you're pretty much delivering enough ingredients to create a, uh, a bomb of some sort. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I, I think you should go... I think maybe you shouldn't go to helicopter school. I think you should go to maybe, like, like paranormal school. I don't think there is a paranormal And become a professor of the unknown. That'd be cool. There you right. go, dude. Darcy that's just... That's what the podcast is for. I've just decided that that's what you're doing. Sorry. That's what the podcast is for. All right, well, 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 then continue my... Do my, go on. My grandson. All right, all right. 
So he also talks about how Matt I'm your grandfather's consort, by the way. Shush, Darcy, <laughs> for five fucking seconds. All right, Nicholas. I said I wasn't going to say anything, but now I have the mic. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Even I don't talk that much, and actually, no, I do. All right. I didn't hear any of anything. Fine. Okay. You go. just go ahead. Continue. Okay. Oh, she's putting her so. brace, brace back on. When I get sad, she puts her brace back on. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. All right. So he talks about Mad Cow. He, this guy, in in his pages and pages of messages, he keeps talking about how Mad Cow disease is this horrible thing where he's from. Ew. It's like destroying everybody. Everyone who lived through the war is now being ravaged by Mad Cow disease, and on top of that, all their computers are shutting down. That's a double dose of shit. Yeah. Mad cow and no internet. Crud. No Netflix. Mad cow disease at the same time. Well, my internet's down and I got the mad cow. So it's a real... (laughs) What are you going to do? You're going to read a book or something. Yeah, no, I'm just going to go... I'm going to sit here and suffer suffer with mad cow. And it's it's not pretty after a while. So just go ahead. That's terrible. Just turn the camera off me because... no internet plus mad cow makes bank robbers. It's not good. <laughs> oh man! At least you know when you. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Sorry. Oh so, yeah, that that's his story. He's here to get this computer to save his world. So that's the story of John Teeter, and he really is like the most famous. Like if you look up time travelers on the internet, he's like he's the most famous one. Other than, like, uh, the Terminator, you know? Oh. Are we going to talk about the Terminator? We should. At some point? What? I'd actually, really quickly, as a sidebar, I'd like to know what is James Cameron's take on time travel. Like, what what is it that allows John Connor to be teleported back through time? Well, I don't think it was John Connor who was... It was... uh, his dad. Oh, his dad, right. Okay, mm. what, what, what was the technology that allowed them to do that? I don't know. Nuclear. Lightning? Nuclear. <laughs> it was lightning. I think it was nuclear. It was, nu- it was probably nuclear. Anyway. I feel How like you make a time machine? I wonder. I've actually thought about it. Have you Googled it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. I I'm going to Google it right online. now. Uh, Nick, do you mind if I Google it? I think no, the best. And, and while you Google it, we'll talk about John right. Peters' time machine. How to? Because he left like detailed. Machine. He left detailed notes, and there was even this guy. I didn't get his name, but there was this guy who patented John Teeter's time travel device. Um. But that guy ended up going to jail. I guess he raped some people. So what? Oh Jesus! It's not funny. It's not funny but why do you got to go there all he the time? He just ruined his whole reputation. Always with the rape. All right, well, now that's listen. What he did. Here, here's how to travel through time. This is a bank robber's exclusive. You ready? Wait, I'm googling. I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm telling you. How to all make? Right. You got to do the same thing again and again and again, like a thousand times. Time machine. And then, once once you do it a thousand times. You'll notice something that's slightly different about it. Like asking my daughter to wash the dishes? Yeah. <laughs> oh! Ooh. Hey, Lee, if you're out there, take note. Sick burn, bruh. No, but then you'll, you'll, notice, you'll notice the difference. There's and a YouTube video called How to Build a Time Machine. Weird. Okay. 
I'm gonna watch it. You guys carry on. I had a friend. I had a friend who who reminds me an awful lot of my grandpa, Bank, uh, who wrote a children's book for his nephew about these monkeys who are playing on a merry-go-round, and the the monkey goes spinning so fast that he ends up traveling through time somehow, and more monkeys of himself Wait. from the timeline start popping out of the merry-go-round. Holy crap. Wait, Nick, did you hear that? What? The voice? I thought I heard something that's... But it, it could have been... No, there was like a really... thing again. No, it was... Oh, Jesus Christ. Lorba, why do you do this to me? Okay, God. All right. Anyway, sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Alright, so I'll, we'll just, I'll just talk about John Teeter's time machine. Uh, so much like uh, Doc Brown's time machine, you know, being in a, a DeLorean, John Teeter's time machine was in a 1967 Corvette. Okay. Um, apparently, he says it's based off the work of a physicist named Frank Tipler, who is known, and this Frank Tipler guy, he's he's pretty crazy uh that's just my take on him he's known for his papers on the omega point which is like a christ uh, a radical christian belief on the end times darcy would you turn that down a hair please jesus fucking christ <laughs> oh my god all right lorby turn that shit down Tell her to plug her headphones into it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find written directions instead of a video. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm looking for written directions. <laughs> written directions on how to build a time machine, because I want to know. And I'll the only one that's coming up right is a now. video, and it's interfering with the sound. So well, hold on. Nick, she doesn't have her headphones on, so she can't hear you. No, I can. Put your headphones on, Lorby. Those, those things are loud. To, I can hear you. I'll tell you how to make a time machine right now. You can tell me? I'll tell you right now. Instead of Google? Yeah. Please do. Please, please. I hate searching right. for stuff. Okay, go. So there's this physicist, Frank Tipler. Uh, Tippy. He's known for some pretty crazy stuff. Tipper. But he's also famous Tapper. for this thing called the Tipler Cylinder. Oh. The Tiplinder. Um, yep. Sure, we can call it that. <laughs> and it's this theory. It's this theory of sorts that would allow backwards time travel through the use of a cylindrical object spinning on its longitudinal longitudinal oh, I, can't oh, even say I hate that word you got it you got it longitudinal somebody say somebody say it longitudinal access alright uh, and it, it creates like a, a closed, he calls it a closed time-like curve. So I tried to understand the science behind this, and it is way too small for my puny brain, or it's way too much for my puny brain to I handle. Know. I get that. Um, You're not alone in that. But I, I saw pictures of it, and it's kind of like, so yeah, it creates this curved 
instead of like a, a straight line, the line becomes curved, and oh. apparently you can accelerate. Uh, part like um, you can accelerate much faster through the curve than you can through a straight line. Yeah, like a wormhole. It allows you th to go backwards. A ripple, a wave. I get that. Yeah. It's like if you I look guess, at a yeah, sine wave. Yeah, kind of like a wave. Yeah. The fastest point through those wouldn't be up around the circumference of the wave. It would be directly through it. No, like but this guy's not a straight line. He said you want gotta you take to go. the curve. Oh, the you curve. kind of pick up more momentum when you go. Like, think of a roller coaster. Yes. Okay. You're on a roller coaster. You're like. Right. So the plane is not three-dimensional. It's four-dimensional. That I don't get. Well, you're occupying the X, Y, and Z coordinates. But then you add... The fourth coordinate, which is time. So you have like space, which is X, Y, Z, the X. three dimensions. Three. Right? It's forward, space. backward, oh, up, space. down, left, right, all those like. Okay. But then like you can move through that. And the time that it takes to, to, to move through it is a whole separate. That's why. Uh, that variable. is why. Why is the time? Why? You know, I have no idea what you just said, but it makes sense. So I mean, it kind of does. It does, but it's just letters. Like I don't get it. <laughs> Picture a graph, right? Yeah. You have your x coordinates. Yeah. And your y coordinates. But what about the z? And then z is goes this way, right? No. So it, okay. Oh, well, out towards you, three yeah. dimensional. So now we have three dimensions. Okay, okay. Okay. So there's that. Like, it's like picture a sphere. Yeah. Uh, it's a three dimensional object. I still have trouble. Okay. Yeah. Like the planet Earth is a sphere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three dimensional. It is. It occupies that exact amount of three-dimensional space. But okay. if, you, if you picture it moving through time, which is what we're doing right now, this, this Earth is hurtling at a magnificent speed. So we're time traveling. Well, yes, in a sense we are, but only in relation to where we are at that... We just don't know it. At that specific time. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. If, if we were aware of it all the time, we'd freak out because we're literally moving so much faster than our brains can comprehend. In real space-time. However, on the Earth, gravity has compressed us to a place where we're able to feel like there's per uh, a certain amount of permanence, you know? Well, I like well it. John... John Teeter says... Uh, I think I think you're onto something with the with the sphere with the sphere device because it seems like whatever they use it has it has to be you know circular. It has to have curves to it. It's yeah. not a linear it thing. Needs the curve. Totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. The curve that go that makes it go and because they he says uh, due to a breakthrough at CERN. Which, yeah, so CERN, they are the ones with the particle accelerator. That's what it's called. Yeah. So they're able to replicate this Frank Tipler's theory of the, the Tipler cylinder. Um, and then they're able to put that into, into like a device that can be mounted, that's small enough to be mounted in, in a car. Which is why he, he mounts this device inside of a, uh, Back to the future. you know... What was it? I think it was a Corvette. Yeah, 1967 Corvette. Whoa. I know someone who was born in that year. 
so here's some things that aren't so uh i guess okay i guess it is kind of confusing so he says the time machine weighs about I'm following 500 you. pounds uh and it produces a lot of heat by the way are you following us on almost canon pod on instagram i imagine it gives off a lot of heat Whence traveling I, through time. I am. I mean, like, what kind of fuel are you going to need for that? What kind of fuel? Uh-oh. Yeah. Can you use, like, biodiesel? Because <laughs> oh. I want to be eco-friendly. No, it, it, it was nuclear. I didn't... I don't, I, oh, I didn't nuclear. Yes. I'm pretty sure that it uses Has to nuclear. be. Has to nuclear. be. It's the only way. Nuclear. Obviously, nuclear. like... Gasoline is not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how are you gonna fuel this thing? I'm thinking Come about on, that. Guys. I'm honestly thinking about shell. it. What? What'd you say? He's like, hold on, I just gotta stop at the shell. Oh yeah. Stop up. <laughs> I think I'll get some. I think I'll get a pack of Doritos while I'm there, <laughs> fueling up my time machine. I want to go. I really do. Go where? I want this to be real. Please tell me it's real. What's real? All of this. I already told you the secret of time travel. I didn't understand it, and I have well, to Google it later. <laughs> I'm telling you. Bank, here's some more science for you to wrap your, your head around, all right? Please, uh, help lay, me. Lay it on us. All right, so he says, by using two micro-singularities in cro- close proximity to each other... Stop, what is a micro-singularity? What? Can you please explain? I need to know how to... I gotta put that down on my list. I need two micro singularities. And what are they? You gotta put them. You gotta put them close together. <laughs> but what are they? All right, just put them close together. Sure they're close right. together. That's the important part. Uh, and then it's possible to to create and manipulate the the curve fields. You got that? Yeah, I'm yep. writing this down. Yep. I'm writing yep. it down. Yep. Right. Me too. Also. <laughs> Uh, close together. You are then able to create a Tipler gravity uh, sinusoid. Tipler gravity thingy doid. <laughs> Is that what you said? Sinusoid. <laughs> <laughs> Tipler. I'm writing it. Seriously, hold on. Hold up. Apparently, apparently, you can you can go you can manipulate that, and that is how you produce safe time travel. Manipulate. And the key word is safe, because no one wants to get killed while doing this. Right. That would be bad. I think I get it. What do you guys think about time? Oh, I just broke my X-Wing. What? <laughs> what do you guys think about the possibility that we are always time traveling, but we don't even realize it? That's annoying, because I'd like to be able to like be like, hey, you Be in control of it? Yeah. I mean, technically we are. Like you said, you know, we're flying. But it's no fun. No, but beyond... Space, we don't feel it. Beyond that, Nicholas, that we're able to, um, without our own knowledge, travel through uh, a different time continuum and then get and then come back to what we're, what we're currently well, you know in. How, you know how last week... The last time we were, not last week, but the week before, we were talking about how the CIA was using those people to, like, uh, use their minds to travel through time. Yeah. 
I heard that episode. I yeah. enjoyed that. Oh, totally. Like, uh, what is it called? I forget. Men Who Stare at Goats? No. Did you ever <laughs> see that movie, um, Insidious? No, not Insidious. The other one. Fuck. I don't know what I'm talking about. What is it called when you can, like, astral projection? That's what it's called. Oh. You can, William you can astral project yourself. You can travel through time that way. Where he's, like, laying in that isolation tank, William Hurt. Yeah, I mean, you could probably do it's, it that way, too. It's like, um... I Remember the... how I was talking about that guy, Ingo, Ingo Swan? Remember that name, Bank? Yeah. So that guy could astral project. Meaning he could send his spirit into a different place where his body was? Like, then where his body was? Like, yeah, pretty he, was, much. he was, like, in Jamaica... But he could, like, send his spirit to Springfield? Whoa. Yeah. And that spirit could deliver the mail? He could, <laughs> oh! he could be resting in his bed. All right, stop. <laughs> you stop. Yeah, pretty much. But he also, like, could travel. I think I think he went to, like, he traveled to Mars in oh. the past when there were, like, people there still. This is so cool. I want this to be real. It is real. Are you telling me it's real, Nick? I don't call bullshit on this one at all. I would say that astral projection is real. Yeah. And if you could train yourself to do it, um, I mean, the government was doing it. We talked about this when we talked about um, that video game, uh, the arcade game there, Polybius, and how the government got in, you know, the CIA was involved in MKUltra. They're using LSD to expand oh. people's minds. And- sure. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well- I had something along those lines that I wanted to ask you about, Nick. Um, what do you think about dreams? Like, when you sleep, are you possibly... Like, what is real? Is it just your body? Is it only real if your body goes somewhere? Or is it also real if your mind goes somewhere? Which it does in a dream, like when you're sleeping. What do you think? I just, I'd be curious I, to know what you think, think about that. I think a dream's just a dream. But I think what you is can it? train yourself. I would imagine it would be possible to train yourself to be able to travel through your dream. That would, you know, you that would be, you'd have to really know what you're doing. But like, Otherwise, a dream's just a dream. But you like, know, I, think, I think, I think, I think we do go to places, but like, and we're not necessarily in control, like consciously, but our subconscious brain. I I don't know enough about the brain, but I think the brain can do stuff. Like, well, it's kind of what astral projection is. That's what I'm thinking. So, but like me, I'm not. I have not. I'm not. I, I I think when I dream, it's just a dream. But like, if Ingo Swan was a dream, he could like do some funky shit and. Wait, who's that? Turn, what? Who? Wh- who's? What? Uh, Ingo Swan. He was like uh, this top. I don't know. The gu- the CIA recruited him to like do all this crazy mind bending warfare stuff in like the sixties and seventies. And you think that he had control over where where he went in his dreams, oh, unlike yeah, you guy, and he, I? Yeah, definitely. He ah. Uh, he like really? mastered the art of. Of astral projection. All right, where's the evidence for that? I need to ask you. I mean, I don't think there is any official evidence, you know? 
It's basically just and if like there is, it's hidden somewhere. I think I think we all have the same potential. I don't think that guy, I don't remember his name, but we just said, but I think we all have the p- potential to use our dreams to help That's us. That's what Banks was talking about last time too. Dreams? Seriously? Well, no, he was saying how we all have the same potential, and I told them we don't. Well, Ringo Starr says. Did you know that Ringo Starr contacted us? Sorry, this is a little aside. It's pretty interesting, though. Do, do would you like to hear? Projection? Would you like to hear about it? No, <laughs> no. He he con- he contacted us through the internet. The power of the internet. Like recently? Yeah, like on Facebook of all places. Oh man, you gotta hook that, hit that up. Do you know? Do you want to hear about it? It's kind of sad, actually. Sad? Why no. Sad? Well, he liked some of our videos. And, um... So Ringo Starr is a fan of Almost Canon and Luminous Crush. All things Lonely Highway Studio. <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh! Uh, Bank is telling me it's time to take a break. We need to reload the nuclear... Um, ejectors they're running low we need to plug them in and we're going to clap now and come back in a few minutes okay that's that's that meant that we were taking a break and now this is not being recorded or what it's still recording no it is but this is going to be edited out like do you need to go pee or anything you need to stretch your legs. You're sitting in the car. Nick? Oh, no, I'm fine. You're fine. I'm fine, too. You guys are I just mean, we're fine. We're almost done, so... We're almost done. Oh, no. Wait, ask him if there's a little Nikki's cryptid. Is there any... Oh, but I do have a... I think on, you heard I that. I have off the wall, but I think I might have already done it. Oh, off the wall. Off the wall. I He's got an off the wall. Are you going to do a voice, uh, a character for us? No, it's off the wall. Are you going to do that? No, I think I kind of went over in the beginning with the whole uh, talking to demons thing. Can you do an off the wall segment right now? Just get it on tape. Wait, let's let's get to the end and then do it. Oh, right. Ben says get to the end and then do the off the wall segment. It's not Ben. It's Bang. Well, this is not. (laughs) This is unofficial. This is uh, a. This is not going to be on the podcast. Bank Roberts returns to the studio, ladies and gentlemen. All right, are you ready? <laughs> We're going to have to get Engineer Steven here to, to do some editing. Keep that crowd in check. Engineer- They're going crazy when you walk back in. Engineer Steve, are you here? I'm just wondering if Engineer Steve is here. <coughs> I'm not here. <laughs> Whoa, what was that? Steve. What the hell, Steve? You let Steve, him what are you doing in my back seat? <laughs> I'm not back here. Don't pay attention to me. I'm just listening. Oh, shit. He's in your car? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, he's in my back seat. Come Holy on, Steve. Fuck. 
Get out of here! No, let him stay. Let him stay. Oh, fine. I guess you can stay. Steve. Yay! I need to listen. Oh. oh my god. Alright. Oh my god. I'm just... This How is, long have you been back there for? I'm just That's happy. crazy. I'm just happy that I've he's been safe. been back here for like the whole time. You've been back here the whole time? Dude, how come you didn't say anything? <laughs> I was just listening. Well, you're freaking me out, man. Why don't you get up here and uh, get up here. Let me move this stuff. You can sit up. Aww. Hold on. He's inviting you. Hold on. I got to make room for, for Steve. <laughs> it's adorable. I can't believe you're finally reconciling with Steve. Well, you know, I don't like him sitting behind me. It feels weird. It's weird. It's All weird because right. he's usually over here, but now he's. In <laughs> he your wants car. to help. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for letting me up here. Oh, it's oh, a lot Steve. more comfier in the. It smells a lot nicer. <laughs> what? Hey, Steve. What, what did it smell like yeah, in the back? <laughs> what did it smell like? I was gonna... curious. I'm sorry. We think alike. Like, oh. Olives? No. You don't want to know. Olives? Olives? No. Like, uh, like uh, onions and That's and a good watermelons. Oh. Onions and watermelons, not a good combo. That's the name of our Steve, new... Come on, Steve. We're trying to record here, dude. Steven, we love you and we'll see you at home. Don't Steve? get don't in trouble. Write. Don't, don't get call. Trouble. I'll call you. Don't call me. <laughs> Poor Steve. Do you pay Steve? No, of course not. Why does he continue to help you? Well, we give him flesh. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I don't believe that. He feeds on flesh. Don't remind him. <laughs> what kind of flesh? Just flesh! Human, animal? Human. No. Ew! Not a human, Nick. Fingernail clippings? Just that one time did he feed on human flesh. <laughs> Fingernail clippings. <laughs> or like when you like peel the side of your finger. Ew! Okay, no. Too specific. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Bring us back in. All right, we're back from back. the brank. brank. I gotta get some water. Okay. <laughs> Hold up, ready? It's almost canon. We're back. Nick Billiards. What's up, man? How's it going? All right. All right, so... We were. I just wanted to bring this up really quick. We were talking about curve fields uh, and how you can use them to like time travel. So I, I looked up what those were, and all I could find was that a curve field is also called a a, a quadratic electro optic noise QEO effect, yeah. and it's like a change in the ref, ref, refractive index. Of a material in response to an applied electric field, so okay. they have it. Yeah, that's you, a... you manipulate that to travel through time. Oh shit! So I got to remember that whole equation. Yeah, I guess so. Fuck. You can understand it. I sure as hell don't. Oh man, I mean, I understand it, but just implementing it—that's what it comes down yeah, to. I mean, apples and oranges, right? Kinda. All right, so John Teeter, you talked a lot about the many worlds interpretation model. John Teeter, he talked um, a lot about the many worlds. 
and the interpretation model. Was that? No way. <laughs> um, what's his name? No way. Placer goal. Whoa! <laughs> he made his return. Stop! Um, place for gold. Place it's about time. Mostly because he's like, maybe he's a time traveler. Do you remember Placer? Barely. I barely remember him either. Anywho. Alright, so yeah. Uh, John states several times that due to the many worlds interpretation... That just because something happened on, on a certain date on his timeline, that doesn't necessarily mean that the same event will happen on our timeline on the same date. So that's kind of important to John Teeter's story. Because a lot of what John Teeter talked about, you know, hasn't happened. Or is, is currently happening now. Which seems like, it, you know, it almost could be happening now. Hmm. He's like a modern day Nostradamus. Right. And then I kind of wanted to go over the computer, uh, the, the IBM 5100. Oh, yeah. So, John Teeter's mission was to go back to 1970. His, his original mission was to go back to 1975 and retrieve an original IBM 5100 computer, not just an IBM 5100. He needed the original. Whoa. Uh, so, so this would have brought him to uh, uh, the Rochester plant in, in Minnesota. Okay. So he wanted to, like we said earlier, like I said earlier, he needed this, this device to debug various uh, legacy code computer programs from his time, which were now being destroyed by this mysterious virus. And I got just a couple facts about the 5100. So it was released in 1975. It was one of the first personal computers, and it weighed 55 pounds. What? Yeah, and had a five-inch screen. That's a heavy-ass computer. Yeah, and it cost... 55. $55. Yeah. And that's not it. It cost $19,000. <laughs> it cost... $19,000. That's uh, amazing. That's so cool. It was... What's that? Are you cooking something? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Nick. Um, Darcy decided to uh, start... Run the, run the vacuum? <laughs> no. A pan of sizzling um, uh, lard... Because we're going to be having some something, some burgers, I think. What is it? What? What is it? <laughs> Nothing. Can you hear that? Yes. Yes, he says yes, you can hear it. <laughs> Sorry. God. Yeah, this is supposed to be a professional studio, I thought. God. See, this is what happens when Steve... Is with me and not you. I know, I know, Nick. This is a this is an experimental version of this. She's apologizing. Uh. Anyway, so 
5100 it was considered like way ahead of its time as it had uh, as it had the same memory like amount of memory as a, a Commodore 64 which would be released like a decade later nearly a decade later okay and the special thing about the 5100 computer that only like a handful of people knew at the time of John Teeter's story and this is like this is like one of the things that one of the reasons why people believe in John Teeter's story so much because he knew this uh, the IBM 5100 could, it understood basic as well as APL and uh, several other computer languages and I guess that wasn't advertised at the time. It wasn't even advertised until, like, you know, the early 2010s. Uh, and apparently it was because of that reason that the 5100 was able to debug these legacy, com you know, systems in his age. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was pretty much why he was after the fifty-one hundred. I see. Huh. Well, there were, and like, like I was saying, there were like twenty, there were like twenty or so IBM programmers who knew about this. Whoa! You know, they didn't advertise this feature. Um, so I guess take it, take it as you will. I don't know how, I don't know anything about computers, so I don't, I don't, but I guess that's what made it so special. Okay. And then before we wrap up here, I also wanted to mention the year 2038 problem or why, Y2K38, also known as the, the apocalypse. So, it's like a time... I don't really know much about computers, but it's a, a time formatting bug that is uh, set to disrupt computers. I think we're going to Google... I want to Google that. Yeah. Google it. Well, all right. Hold on. I'm just going to start over again. I, what are you guys doing? That's my catchphrase. We're listening to you. I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm sorry if you can... I'm, we're all here. You might be hearing hamburgers in the background. There is some food cooking. You, no, I thought I heard like... Uh, is that loud? Something being unplugged and plugged back in or something. That did happen too, but we're back in business. Oh, okay. I'm going to turn down the hamburgers. Yeah. Um, the Y2K38, or also known as the apocalypse, the time formatting bug that to disrupt computer systems that measure Unix time, which apparently started in the 1970s. So this is a problem that is much like Y2K and, you know, like in 2000, or like, like the virus in John's world. You know what? I figured out what it is. Okay. I can hear myself on a delay on oh, your no. side. Oh no, really? Yeah, so I keep thinking somebody's talking, but it's me. Is he here? 
Um. <clears throat> so this. So yeah. So. But, what? Yeah, I can hear my voice. No. No. Okay. It's not your voice. I'll just I'll just ignore it. It's fine. Um. Carry on. So yeah, this is like the virus in John's world. That's uh you know taking down all his computers. My- so this overflow era. Error is set to kick kick on uh, at 3.14, oh, you know, in eight seconds on January 19th, 2038. Wait. Meaning that systems uh, that haven't been properly updated will most likely crash or fail. Is today January 19th? I feel like it is. It's the 18th. Okay, sorry. Or is it the 19th? It's 8th. Okay. So, basically, shit's going to hit the fan pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, if they don't update stuff. And I guess a lot of these systems, a legacy system is like a system that nobody really uses. It's kind of just in the background. So it's not something that would be, like, updated unless someone went in you know, to actually do it. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Do we have this? On, do I have this on my phone? I feel like I want to delete. I want to delete that if it's on my, I don't Sometimes I have like apps. I don't even know I have. I need to delete that because it sounds dangerous. Yeah. I want to make sure my phone is future-proofed. Me too. What? I want to make sure my phone is future-proofed. I feel like there's going to be a lot of, like... No, your phone is fine. Uh, but my computer. Oh. No, no. It, you know more about computers than I do. It's like uh, legacy systems that are, that are not fine. Oh, um, God. Which are, like, systems that are found, you know, buried in something... Oh. You'd have to manually go oh. in and update. Oh. Not something that's getting like a feed. You don't even know it's there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Like, that's like, scary. I'm just going to use this as an example. And this is how I imagine it a legacy system being. It's not something that that I even really know. But okay, so let's let picture uh, a, like a, a nuclear power station. And it's got all these systems that automatically operate. They run, you know, automatically. And then you have the systems that the operator runs. And so the legacy system would be, like, the system that the operator isn't in control of. And that you would have to, like, send someone down to update. Instead of being able to update it straight from, like, the main computer, you know? Gotcha. So if those systems crash, if they're not updated manually. That's when you got to send in like a real action hero type. Yeah. Or else the whole system will eventually crash and then the the reactor. But they also have to be kind of nerdy because they need to be able to hack into the mainframe. Like. I picture you doing it. 
Yeah, it's pretty much me. <laughs> Hollywood, if you're out there. Revenge of the Nerds. Don't make fun of Revenge of the Nerds. That movie is awesome. She's not. I, I don't think she is. Are you? I'm saying it's true, right? Yeah. It is true. Nerds will save. Like All if of I us was other... just a little bit more nerdy. All of us cool people. When <laughs> I was in school. I'm a nerd. I sure as hell wouldn't be at the post office right now. That's rude. <laughs> I think we talked about that this morning. What? How coolness prevents Hold you on, from... did I just dream that? Did we not talk about that? I think coolness can prevent you from aspiring to other things. But... Again, Nick, I'm going to say, I, I think you're a young man and you can, I don't feel like you need to just give up on nerdy pursuits. I think that's a good, I think you can still do that. I mean, that's kind of what the dreams are for the podcast. I think it's awesome. I really love this podcast. I want to put all my nerdy thoughts into the podcast. You're doing a fine job. Make some money out of it, hopefully. If not that, at least you're like... You're stimulating thoughts. That's worth more than any gold you can ever have. Eh. <laughs> you beg to differ. That was too cheesy. Sorry. <laughs> it's true. You're inspiring minds, and that is not something. That's not. There's no uh, value. There's no monetary value on inspiring people to think about things. You see, that's something somebody who has a bunch of money says to someone. Who doesn't? Oh, smack. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know me, but I don't see more stars. I actually don't like, have a bunch of money. Like, no, I'm not saying but, that was you, but no. like when I worked at Grafton, no, the, the people, you know, the bosses, they'd come up and they'd be like, oh, as long as you're happy, that's, that's the only raise. No, you I know what you say. That's hollow. That rings hollow. But in fact, I've, we need money. Obviously I do. You do. I do. Bank Robert says, please subscribe and send money to this podcast. <laughs> but in addition to needing money, we also need like to feed our souls with interesting stories and poetry. And I'm no, sorry. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. I get it. Yeah, I mean, you get I it. Like this stuff. I, you get I it. Feel like it makes you feel alive. Age, I feel like as from a young age, this is like it has all led me to here because there is no school for the paranormal cool and it's really like like paranormal stuff and treasure hunting is like all i've really ever wanted to do it's really cool nick <laughs> i think it's real i'm fast i I, mean, I think it's pretty cool too i think we're, we were like we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't think it was awesome like yeah. we're not making any money like it's fun no i just want to yeah, do I it. Mean, it is fun it's just fun to like talk about cool stuff like it like it's because life is like Otherwise, it's like, eh, kind of dreary. Yeah. What's the point, man? <laughs> and I guess it, it isn't. It isn't all about the money. It is. It, it is cool when like people like you're like, oh, we listen to you and you're fucking awesome. You know that 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 feels just as good. And I know we can it, get a hundred thousand people. We'll get them, man. We just need to keep on putting out content. Well, I know this is cheesy and it's like like a hallmark phrase, but like. Do what you love and the money will follow, bitch. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously, because if right. you're passionate about something, other people will feel that passion and they'll want to like 
That's you right. You want to grab onto the. It's like the band that we've been in for the past 10 years <laughs> that has still never made a single dollar. And I'm not worried one single bit. Okay. Not one single oh, bit. Oh, come on. You guys make money. We do. We not make, enough. You know, you know we, get, we get a couple of coins in the old tip jar, but you know. <laughs> okay. Not about us anyway. All right. Let's talk about who John Teeter is. Oh my goodness! Are we just getting into this, Nicholas? Like who, or who he could be in real life? This you know is, we're over two hours into the record, you fucker. This is like this is it. This is the the last of it. Okay, God. All right, all right. No, all right. I'm I'm kidding, man. It's fine. So, a private investigator named Mike Lynch who was working for an Italian TV program called Voyager, uh, found no evidence of anyone ever, you know, being named John Teeter. However, he did find a company named the John Teeter Foundation that was started in 2003, uh, and it held a P.O. box in Kissimmee, Florida. And Kissimmee, Florida was also... The location where John Teeter's IP address was used. Florida again. Hmm. Interesting. Um. And then in 2009, a report produced by this website called Hoax Hunter, uh, they declared a man named Larry Habor. Uh, he was the CEO of this John Teeter Foundation, um, and they pretty much found out that Larry um, and his brother, or no, so this Larry guy, he was he was the CEO of the John Teeter Foundation, and he was also an entertainment lawyer, and his brother, Richard Haybor, was a computer scientist, uh, and they... They're believed to be the creators of the John Teeter myth. So they like teamed up and, you know, way back when, the year 2000, to create this John Teeter guy. That's, that's what it's believed. Aha. Uh-huh. And then in 2018, this guy named Joseph Matheny, who created this alternate reality game called Ong's Hat, he said that the Teeter story is a story that was created as a literary experiment by people who were observing what I was doing with Ong's hat. And these people wanted to do something like that. I was a consultant on the project, uh, but it wasn't my project. Uh-huh. So that's pretty much all that's been found out about who John Teeter was. So, you know, the truth is, you probably never know if he was truly a time traveler or if he was just an experiment thought up by these two brothers who wanted to, you know, troll some people on the internet. So is John Teeter, is he an early troll? Or is he a time traveler? You know, we'll never know. Well, hold on. I need to say that I tend to go toward the, um, that it's made up by those two brothers. I'm going with time traveler. I think the IP address issue being in Kissimmee, Florida, where the John Peter Foundation is also located. 
kind of a dead giveaway. You know. Is Kissimmee near Jacksonville by any chance? Yeah, before Jacksonville was blown off the map. Is it seriously blown off the map? Well, I mean, in John Teeter's world, it was, you know, Jacksonville. I don't know. Never mind. Florida, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to connect the dots, but I don't think they're I don't, connected. I don't know how close it is to Jacksonville. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. I'm just. I'm fishing for theories. But yeah. So that that's the John Teeter story, the most famous time traveler. Ooh. Wow. Um. Nick, have you ever time traveled? Just, have, just curious. Have I ever time traveled? Yeah. Like, I wonder about your own personal experience with that. I don't know. I want to talk about that. You don't have to share right now, but... Well, we already know that the CIA is listening, so... Oh, true. Well, Darcy and I uh, time-traveled just a few weeks ago. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. If you listen to episode 15, you might discern a slight um, difference in the age of our voices. Episode XV. That's right. Um, That's true. We did time-travel. We went... We did. We went ahead and did that. Not a big deal. That's pretty cool. But and yeah, you know what? I mean, we don't want to brag or anything. I don't have any real memory of it, but we did do it. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't mean to interrupt your guys's uh, time travel thing. It's okay. I just wanted to bring this up before I forgot. Um, and I didn't write this, write this down or talk about it. But John Teeter, he specifically said that abortion was like a main, a big problem where he comes from. And, like, right when I heard that, when I read about that, I was like, okay, this Ooh. is fake. Mm. Like, you, yeah. like, you don't point to abortion being yeah. a main problem. Yeah. Unless you're, like, a conservative. There's That's some a kind red of flag. agenda there. That's a red flag right there. Some sort of, you know, moat. You know, you're pushing some, some sort, sort of, of plan here. Some sort of agenda. You know what the weird thing about me is? If I... Travel to a world where abortion wasn't legal, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. All right. You know what I mean? And that shows what a blue flag I am. I know, like, just like, let people take care of their own health care. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have abortion here? I'm out of here. I really, oh, I'd really be interested to see what like it's like in the future. But if you're going to be like idiots, I'm leaving. Thank you. You know what? I do have something else to add. Okay. Real quickly here. So these, here are, I got some some modern time travelers other than John Teeter. The history of modern time oh, traveling. Really travel, 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 travel. And we can just blow through these guys really quick. No, no, the last no. One, Please do the not. The last one is a story that I find very interesting that I like. It's a really cool story. Wait. Uh, I'll just blow through these really quick. So for modern time travelers, we got... The Chaplin time traveler. Uh, and so this is in a portion of this Charlie Chaplin film called The Circus from 1928. You can um, see this old lady walking across the street and it looks like she's talking on a cell phone. What? Like, yeah. Whoa. You know, skeptics say that it's a portable hearing aid. I'm looking it up. And then there's the, the time traveling hipster who shows up in a 1942 photograph 
taken at the grand opening of the South Fork Bridge in British Columbia. Time this traveling. guy, he looks like a hipster. Like time he's time got like what? I'm 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 tra I'm looking up time traveling hipster, and here's a picture. Yeah, Let's doesn't he look like a? He looks like he's clearly from like the '80s. He's like going to a Lord Huron concert. Oh, like yeah. For those who, who aren't looking up a picture of Wait. this guy. So he's got like a graphic tee on. Yeah, he's got shades. A, a zip up sweatshirt. All right. Is that Photoshop? Sunglasses. That's like, Photoshop. But skeptics mm. say he's wearing a sports sweater with a sewn on emblem uh, and that sunglasses have been worn since the 1920s, even though those sunglasses definitely look like Oakley's or something, you know? He definitely looks like like a surfer dude guy. <clears throat> Those other people are wearing hats and they're old. Yeah, like he's like way out <laughs> of place. Like I would, I don't think he'd be hanging with those folks. Mm. He looks uh, too and cool. And the last, the last one I got is the story. It's, it's a story. There's there's no pictures or anything. It's okay. called the man from uh, Torred, and. So in July of 1954, this guy, he arrived at the Tokyo International Airport. He was like, he was, he was a white guy, a Caucasian. He had this, this beard. People remember him having a beard. So he stepped off the plane uh, and he went up to the customs desk. And when the officer went to stamp his passport, he noticed that the man's home country was a place that he had never heard of. Parallel uh, universe. Right, so that he's like, he's asking this guy where he comes from, and this man's from, oh, I come from, from Torred, and he's like, they end up, so the officer, he asks everybody, he's like, you ever heard of this place, and everyone's like, no, we never heard of it, and then, so they bring him a map, and he's like, pointing on this map, it's just, you know, it was originally like a, uh, a small Eastern European country, and he's pointing to it, where it should be. Spain. France. And it's made up of two different countries. Right in um, the middle. I forget. I forget which country. It's which on the country. border of. Looks like on the border of Spain and France. Yeah. So yeah. So it would have been in there. Yeah. I'm um, seeing a little diagram. Uh, so then they they they're like, oh, this guy's something weird going on here. So they put him up in a hotel for the night, so they can question him further. And when they return the next day. To, like interrogating him again he's just gone all his stuff's gone nobody you know nobody saw him leaving he just like disappeared weird so was that time travels at different dimensions like i don't know hmm. those are the that's the question those are the modern time travelers that i got man from torrid there's a youtube video yeah like that's a, it's an interesting story like i'm gonna check short, that out it's a short story but it's Good. I've, I always like listening to that one when I hear it on podcasts and stuff. Um, oh. So yeah, I mean, I had it off the wall, but we kind of talked about it earlier. Do it. Do it. This is Nicholas. Off. Off the wall. 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 Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go. All right, we can talk about it again. I don't know if you guys want to invoke the demon powers, but... Circle back. Off the wall. Let's time travel back to the beginning of the podcast. Actually, I got, I got another off the wall, you know, something else I was going to bring up that I didn't. Okay. 
Alright, so here's here's the off the wall. Alright. Two weeks ago, we talked about Polybius and these mind experiments and the government doing these crazy things like with the Montauk project where they're dressing up like aliens, you know, doing these crazy experiments on these kids. Of course. Montauk like Long Island? So that when they when they come out of these crazy trips they were in, they see these aliens instead of these government agents. Like, and you know, I, w I was thinking a lot on that. And then, I was while I was thinking about that lately, you know, since we did the episode, I was listening to another podcast, and they started talking about the same exact thing. Like... What? Well, in a way, they were talking about the same thing. Like... In a way? Why couldn't the government be pretending to be aliens? Right. Oh. Totally, totally, you know, totally. I get you. Yeah. When they're really... It's just the government. So they put, like, masks on to try to freak out this guy. Right. Like, they're just dressed oh. up as aliens and stuff. No, that so, makes like, sense. The first recorded modern yeah, yeah. abduction was the Betty and Barney Hill abduction. It happened in New Hampshire. And it was with, you know, a husband and wife. They were driving home. And they get abducted by this, this spacecraft. And on the spacecraft, they said there were aliens, like gray aliens. But there were also right. humans. Human beings, like regular humans, um... Wow. I just, I just was Chuck Rack there? Like, I feel like the government is definitely... Our friend, Chuck Rack. Wait, did you see New Hampshire? Yeah, the because Betty and Barney Hill happened we have, in New Hampshire. We have a friend from that was in Maine, and it happened to him. He was. They oh. were abducted and probed. And it, <laughs> it was actually on like a show, like right, like it was famous. Who was it? Chuck Rack from Jamaica. Oh yeah, that was the uh, he was the guy. You know him, you know Chuck. Uh, this is all the allegedly, by the way. Try to get on with the Pascagoula incident. It's true. He's a, he was an artist, and he he and his friends were hiking, and they were abducted, and it was on yeah, like that's a that's a a very famous. Abduction story too. I know that guy. Haven't we gotten off track now, people? A little well, bit. Oh, this is off the wall, man. Like, oh, sorry. We're You're off right. the wall. This is off the wall. It is. Like, I personally believe that. You know, sure. There's, you know, some people could be getting abducted by straight aliens, but I seriously think the government is they're, they got something going on. Yeah, I think they they're trying the to fuck with in people. The cookie jar. And they're swirling it around. Yep. Wow. Yep. I get. I. I. I believe that. I believe that. Actually. I mean, they were doing it on, you know, Mont Montauk Point. Those kids they were abducting off the off the street. On Long Island. I mean, when and when you think about it, they. Montauk. Like, they're doing crazy things. Like you, you couldn't even imagine the things the government is doing. <laughs> All in the name of keeping us safe, you know? And I, I honestly think that... I hate it. You know, unlocking the brain is where it's at. Like, there's, there's... Like, we talked about astral projection and, like, you know... Telekinesis powers and stuff like that. If... We need it to... Could be 
continuing their research and trying to get into that kind, you know, unlock this kind of stuff to create who knows what, you know, super soldiers and who knows? I don't know. More bank robberts is. We don't know. We got to research some more of these crazy. We got to talk to people like this Chuck guy. Yeah. See what he remembers. With great power comes great responsibility, though. Well, maybe for Spider-Man, but not for the government. And not for almost canon, that's for sure. You guys are totally irresponsible with your power. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. No, just getting yeah, that's that was so that's very informative, and uh, I'm going to be thinking about this. I've got some, I've got some um, web pages that I've bookmarked to research. And if we want to get real crazy into it, I always often thought that. What if the Fae are involved? Whoa. Yeah, and like people think they're getting abducted by aliens, but they're not aliens. They're fucking Fae folk coming over. Interesting. Crazy Fae shit. They're right. They're right here with us all, all, all. They've been right here with us all this time. And like that would bring you like. It's like just as likely like as aliens. Dude, I'm telling you, there's magic in the in the in the world. I hope so. That is like locked down deep in these faith folk. They they have access to it through their you know, they've been around a lot longer. They're more connected to the earth. They can access this kind of stuff. I I agree. I sound crazy. I sound I... crazy, but I'm telling you, like, there's a reason. Like, uh, you know, I think you ancient, got something there. Yes. Ancient Celts and all these. I think you, know, you got something there, young laddie. We got all this, this folklore and mythology. There's got to be a reason for it. It's got to be a fucking reason. I believe it. <laughs> you think there'd be a fucking reason, wouldn't you? You'd think. So, yeah, that's my off the wall. Off the wall. Wall, 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 wall. And yeah. So that's the story of John Teeter, the most famous time traveler there ever was. The most famous time traveler ever was. And what is that? I just saw something. Do you hear that? I just saw something. A rat. I think you saw a mouse. I think I saw a mouse. Ew! A very swift little mouse. Crawling near our dinner. What was that? What was that? Did you hear that? Do you did have you a mouse that? in your car? No, did you hear that? I did. I did. Oh, did, whoa. did you hear it? That's scary. What the hell? That's almost scary. No! Whoa. Did you hear it? What was that? I heard uh, it, it was scary, man. It's just, just stop. <laughs> oh, wait. Here, here it is. Steve, what? You want to say it? You want to say it, Steve? Okay. You, okay, Steve, Steve's got something to say. Hey, Steve. Steve, yo. And that's almost canon.